Get ready for comedy. Almost horny. Politics. The gay spin on the story was like, Queen Elizabeth fucking loves us. Pop culture. I'm not a sports fan. I don't follow this shit. Sexual harassment of celebrity guests. And you are always welcome in my apartment in New York City. And by my apartment, I mean my bed. <laughs> and poetry. Hotter than Vesuvius, more well endowed than the Mastodon. It's the Adam Sank Show on Derek and Romaine 2.0. And for the next hour, you're in the ass. Oh, and now, the one, the only, Adam Sank! Bottom. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back again. It's the Adam Sank Show. I am Adam Sank. Today is Sunday, May 20th, 2018. Uh, don't call us because we are not live. Not that you called us last week when we were live, so fuck you. <laughs> episodes of The Ass are available on adamsank.com slash podcast. That's how you listen to new episodes every Sunday at 3. And you can listen to every episode that's ever happened by going to iTunes or Spotify or any of those other streaming services. If you do listen to me, and I know a lot of you do because we're past 11,000 downloads now, uh, leave me your ratings and reviews. Uh, on iTunes especially, it's very important. It helps people find the show and like the Adam Sank Show Facebook page and um, email me. Tell me what you like, what you don't like. Send me your dick pics. It's uh, adam at adamsank.com is my email address. Today on The Ask, we have a fabulous guest who is a personal friend of mine as well as someone who is well-known to YouTube fans. His name is mm-hmm. Greg Star... <laughs> Let's try that again. <laughs> His name is Greg Scarnici. I thought it was Skarnicki, but I was just told that it's Skarnicki. I corrected you. James Michelangelo co- corrected me. He is a DJ, a comedian, and a drag queen known as Lavonia Jenkins, who does hilarious video parodies and music videos, and we are thrilled to be talking to him a little bit later in the show. But first, the dulcet tones that you just heard belong to comedian, actor, and viral video sensation, James Michelangelo. Welcome him back as co-host. I'm so happy to be here again. Thank you. James, we uh, had to wrap so quickly last time that we didn't even have time to promote you. Oh. And you don't get paid Aww. for this, so you should at least get I'm some plugs in. not getting paid in. for this? N- well, now you tell not me? money. <laughs> yeah, bitch. There may be some kind of payment. Yeah. James, tell people how they can follow you online, see your comedy, find, find out when your next gig is, etc. Um, yeah, you can uh, find me on Facebook, James Michelangelo. You can find me on Instagram at James Michelangelo. You can find me on Twitter at, at JMA New York. Uh, J-Man, J-M-A-N. No, J-M-A, my initials. Yeah, J-Man. J-M-A-N. I never looked at it that way. <laughs> J-Man, why? <laughs> I like how you so quickly tell him, no, it's this. No, and you had, you had that uh, you had it wrong. to think about it. It was like, oh, wait. Thank you both of you coming for me at the same time is gay bashing, so I stop mean, it. Not really, because we're also gay, so you can't gay bash another gay man. I would not we're say bitch that. Bashing yeah, we're totally. bitch bashing. Yeah, totally. bitch bashing. By the way, people should know that it's three three words, James, Michael, Angelo. Always mess it up. Not James, Michael, Angelo. Yeah. But it's it's better to say it fast. Well, it's lovely to have you here again. I really appreciate it. I love it. I love you. I love you. This is a lot of fun. It's a love fest. I love your show. Thank you. It really, it suits you so well. I'm so happy you're having a lot of success. No money, show. but uh, but yes, we have people listening in, in, internationally, spiritual success. and uh, people come up to me all the time, people I don't even think like me as a person, and they're like, I love your podcast. <laughs> I hate you, but I love your podcast. Yes, and that's bitches. really all that matters. Uh, once again, JB, our associate producer, is at the board. We have uh, Elvis, the rather comely intern who is keeps showing his belly. He's stroking his belly seductively. Elvis, you're the one who's 19, right? Oh, oh, you're in your 20s? Good. He's 24, so that's... Uh, I probably still am not allowed to have sex with you because you're an intern on my show. But, uh, you I know. think it'll be wrong to have sex with interns. We, we don't do that. Interns do graduate That's someday. what inter- interns are for. Have you, <laughs> paid, have you not paid attention to our culture lately? I mean, clearly I've been doing it wrong because I've been here. I had not had sex with not one person. Well, listen, it's never too late, JB. Elvis, you can come over and join the conversation if you'd like. Uh, it, we How about the yellow bike? We haven't really heard you much on this show. Um, anyhow, so we have many things to talk about today in addition to having Greg Scarnici in studio. Um, but first, this just in, a new study finds that straight men are having a lot of gay sex. I was so happy uh, to see this. Uh, 
here's a recording of some of the straight men having gay sex. Out of my bedroom. <laughs> yes, we we recorded that uh, on location in James Michelangelo's bedroom that he shares with his husband and numerous straight men. Um, a study has confirmed what a number of its predecessors have already suggested, that straight people are not as straight as they seem. This study is called Heterosexual College Students Who Hook Up With Same-Sex Partners. It's not a very catchy title, <laughs> but it was a study of 24,000 undergraduates, and it revealed that as many as one in eight men who identify as straight have had sex with men. The study finds a big disconnect between what people say their sexual orientation is and what their actions are. And what disconnected them seems to often be a six-pack of beer. <laughs> the article actually says that. Researchers uh, concluded that um, there were two reasons why men who identify as straight uh, often have sex with other men. One is experimentation, and the other is called performative bisexuality. Oh, which is also the name of JB's memoir. Yeah, I was going to say that. I was like, I should write a book called that. Cause, uh, Performative, the, he's performed it many times. Many, many times. By, by which we don't mean that he's had sex with women. Uh, but a lot of straight men. A lot of straight and bi men. I remember in my group, it was at least four guys who wanted me to fuck them. So My group? Yeah, in, in the group I hang out with of straight guys, oh. in, out of those eight, it was always four. Yeah. So I feel like that number is pretty low in the lie. It should be a little bit higher. I agree. Well, there you go. I agree. There's, yeah. Let me tell you what performative bisexuality okay, actually means. There's so much to say about this. It refers to someone who enjoys the act because of the reaction rather than the act itself. The arousal that they get from their partner, the attention they receive, and the sexual tension involved are more arousing to them than the physical act. Of course. Yeah, I can see that. So people who experiment with performative bisexuality don't consider themselves to be genuinely gay or bi. I like, find this very interesting and actually, titillating. That makes a do. lot of sense of why I got so lucky because a lot of them was just, they just liked it because I was stroking their ego. Yeah. And, and their cock. Uh, that was later on. <laughs> like you, the, the base work, you got to stroke the ego first and then you get to the cock. Elvis, what do you have to say about this? I'm just learning about you all. <laughs> <laughs> learning more than you wanted to know. <sighs> this is the only internship where we actually talk about cocksucking on the job. How do you know? I would imagine. Unless you're an intern for the Howard Stern Show or, or Derek and Romaine, <laughs> which you are. <laughs> Elvis is blushing now. James, what do you think? You know, I have. this is something that's really been bubbling to the surface in our culture, and I could not be happier about it. <laughs> Yes. Come on, come all, come on in. Um, no, I have had sex with, with straight men before, and mostly via Craigslist. Now, they've shut that down. Yeah, we're going to talk about that a little later. But it's, yeah, and, um, but you know, I've actually been talking about this in my act because um, I do think, uh, you know, I've been saying in my act that there's no sexual fluidity for straight men. There isn't. There's always been that for women, right? Yeah. Like you women are encouraged. Oh, please, they could be straight their entire life, hit 60, boom, fall right into a pussy. But men... <laughs> have no room so i was like you know maybe we should extend you know our little welcome mat to all the straight men you know and like extend our acronym lgbtqs for sometimes gay you know sg sg by extending welcome mat, how about extending butt cheeks because that's why i do (laughs) jp jp that's going to a whole different level but please elaborate if you'd like to elvis you look like you're in pain is this? Are we harassing you with this conversation? No, 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 no. This is this no, 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 no. This is how good. So Just go ahead. <laughs> so sexy. Elvis is a man of few words, but he is beautiful, isn't he's he? So sexy. Cute kid. He's um, wearing a T-shirt that says "Not today." Not today, Satan. It's not today because I don't have. I don't really have time, you know, to deal with certain bitch bullshit. Like, I hear you. Not today. You, he's got that accent and that voice. He can say anything. Yeah. And it, sounds, and it makes you hard. Yeah. Like, <laughs> re- you could be watching. Like, stop. Uh, I cannot. I'm blushing. Come on. Just All right. We have to stop. Repeat a Paula Deen uh, recipe and <laughs> I'll probably get hard. No means no. Um, I, listen, I'm all for straight men experimenting with uh, gay sex. I don't. It never happens with me. Straight guys have never wanted me. Now, in middle school and high school. I was rather persuasive with some of my straight friends, mm-hmm. but it was really me pushing it to happen. They never like came on to me. And as an adult, openly gay man, never once have I gotten it. I've come very close. 
There was one night years ago in my apartment. This was probably going back 15 years where it was this. I'm not even going to say who he was, but it was this straight guy and we were doing coke for hours and I kept thinking, when is this going to turn into totally. sex? Coke like, is such a great gateway. A great gateway to gay <laughs> sex. And also, like, what straight guy's hanging out with a gay guy at in the middle of the night right. doing, doing coke if it's not going to lead to... And it was, like, four in the morning. And I don't like to... I'm one of those... I'm like a cocaine camel. Like, a little bit goes a long way. <laughs> I, I was done at midnight. You know? I didn't want to keep doing it. I was only continuing to do it and continuing to stay up so I could get the dick. And then finally... Like at 6 a.m., I think I was like, so am I going to blow you or what? And he was like, maybe next time. And then he left. What a such a turn I was. What did you say, Elvis? What a such a turn Get to the speak mic. Into the speak mic, boy. Into the mic. What a such a turn Right. You <laughs> thought it was going somewhere else, didn't you? Yeah. It was a terrible story. But well, that's the story of my life. First of all, your first problem is trying to blow straight guys with coke dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That may have been why he that said no. May, yeah. Anyway, moving I mean, on. Once you trap the straight guy, you just have to be like, hey, What'd so you? a mouth is still a mouth, and I give great head. And I mean, it. I've tried everything, JB. I'm not good at it. But James <laughs> just mentioned Craigslist uh, having shut down its personal ads, and there's a story on QueerT.com about because of this, because you can no longer advertise sex per se on Craigslist, now people are, are putting up ads in the household services section yeah, of Craigslist. Yeah, that's crazy. And if you read the ad carefully, it's not really a traditional household service. For instance, here was one of the ads. Slim, fit, straight male doing cleaning and household chores. No children or single males, please. (laughs) What does that even mean? He wants men who are married? You know. Or he wants women? What, What does that mean? No children or single males, please. Again, here we are with a fetish that this poor man can't let out. Oh, you think he's got the fetish? I think he's just trying to, to make some money. I think he's a hoe. I think here's it's an, both. Here's another one. A guy describes himself as, quote, a hairy rugby guy and, advertise, and is advertising himself as a naked gay odd man for men. I'm looking for some extra cash, he writes. I'll be naked. Wait, a naked odd man? A, na- <laughs> a naked gay odd job man. Odd like job. someone who does odd jobs. Odd job. Got it. Yeah, Got yeah, it. Yeah. I was like, you're already odd. Back in March, Craigslist announced that it was killing its personal section after the Senate passed the Allow States and Victims to Fight Online Sex Trafficking Act, known as FOSTA. Um, you know, it's great that we're cutting down on sex trafficking, <laughs> but a lot of horny people out there, and also prostitutes, like my friend Jay, who we've had on the show many times, they've lost all their business because of this, because of Craigslist shutting down those personal ads. You don't think it's migrated over to to apps? Sure, but I think I mean, that the, rent the appeal still? of Craigslist is that, first of all, you can tell yourself that you're on Craigslist for a legitimate purpose, and then you just happen to stumble <laughs> upon sex. But also, I think if you're not, if you're one of those straight guys that we were just talking about who is into performative bisexuality, right. you're far more likely to be on Craigslist than on Grindr or right. Scruff or right. any of those. On the deal. Yeah. Speaking of dating apps, though, there is a new dating app um, that is uh, making waves. I'm trying to find the name of it. It's called Taimi or Tami, T-A-I-M-I, and it allows you to screen out people based on certain criteria. And one of the criteria is you can screen out people who are HIV positive. Mm. And this is causing a huge uproar, and people are saying uh, this is discriminatory and it's posphobic. Um, this happened a, a while ago, back in 2016. Grinder floated the idea of having this screen, and everybody freaked out and they backed off. Um, I have thoughts about this. Yeah, me too. But you go first. I am pause. Mm. If someone doesn't want to have sex with me because I'm pause, I'd rather know that. I'd rather know it up front. I'd rather you block me. Mm-hmm. It saves us both time. Now, it's not going to protect you from getting HIV if you do that. It's <laughs> ignorant. Right. You're not understanding that serosorting has never worked and won't work. The question you should be asking me is, are you either on PrEP or on meds? That's the question you should ask people if you want to not get HIV. Are you on PrEP or are you on meds? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is neither, then 
probably don't have sex with that person or certainly don't have unsafe sex with that person. If you're on PrEP or you're on meds and you're taking your, them properly, you're not infectious. Right. That said, there are a lot of ignorant, stupid people out there, and I, don't waste my time. I've met guys and gone on dates, like actual dates where you're sitting in a restaurant and you're like wasting your time, and then you find out at the end of the date that like they're freaked out by HIV and they don't want to date you. Mm-hmm. Just tell me that from the get-go. Right. Block me. Screen me out. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. You know, I have, uh, first of all, it can filter anything out, right? Mm. Not anything, but there, yeah, there's a number of criteria. Can you filter um, by ethnicity? No. No, you can't. So it is very specific that would not to fly. pause. Yes. Interesting. I mean, I think you can also filter by sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. So s- if you're looking for someone, you know, who's bi or right, straight or right. whatever. You know, I first of all, I don't, I, I don't agree with it. I'll just say that number one. Uh, with the num- filter. With the filter, right? I do. Uh, I do. Uh, it does feed. It does feed all of that. Um, you know that it is pos- You know, feeds the posphobic, um, posphobia. And so I, I, but I do think that um, I do think that you know it feeds into this whole rejection. Um, Spit it out, James. I know. <laughs> what are you trying to say? You're distracted by our guest. I know he's so beautiful. We're not going to talk to him for another ten minutes. Okay, you have to sorry, pretend sorry, he's not sorry. here. All right, I have to. So, all right. Do you think that it cuts down on the rejection? Uh, sure. That's, That's what, what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so do you think it's better for people not to feel the rejection is what I'm saying? I would, it's not, look, I don't care if you reject, you can reject me for any number of reasons. You can reject me because my dick's not big enough. You can reject me because you're not into white guys, because you're not into Jewish guys, whatever it is. There's, I have, I have no control over that. I can't control what is okay with you or what you're attracted to or not attracted to. But if you have these very strong feelings about me because of my HIV status, then like just Block me. Just don't even engage with me. And if there's a filter that allows you to do that, great. Because I don't want to waste my time with you. So you're pro. You're I, pro I think filter. I'm pro filter. This is what I'm asking. What do you guys I, think? I, I feel, okay, so I uh, I don't have my, like like you said, you don't do well with the straight guys. I don't do well with gay guys. Like, gay guys come out their way to be vicious to me for no reason. You've said this before. Right. And... With it's, this I don't. Filter, I don't get it. I don't get it either. I feel like I'm the most sweetest person ever, but people are just fucking assholes. I feel like with this filter, it will target the people with hate to find me and specifically tell me you should go kill yourself because you have a disgusting disease. Yeah. Like I, I don't like. I I've, I've gotten off dating apps for about what three weeks now because it just made me more depressed. Good for you. It just made me more depressed because being in the being in this world and just having so much hate. For a community that's supposed to have love, it's it's really contradiction. I but, think the apps are unhealthy. Period. Yeah, they are. Um, but, but I think anything that that separates people into categories is always going to be problematic. I do think this whole thing, though, on the apps, it does drive guys that are paused to different sites that it does not that it doesn't matter. Yeah. All right, I want to move on before we get to our guest. Uh, because this is something that caught my eye this week, and we're going to skip ahead, JB, to the weekly cocktail, cocktails and cock talk story. <laughs> and now, time for another stupid story from cocktails and cocktalk.com. Yeah, suck my cock. It's actually been a while, so I know, it's I'm, been glad, a while you, I'm glad you did it. Do you know whose voice that is at the end saying suck my Who cock? That's Frank Liotti. <laughs> <laughs> I had him record. I just did a show with him. I love suck my cock. I love some Frank Liotti. Yeah, Frank Liotti. Yeah, man. Take my I hope he's listening. Uh, I doubt it. So (laughs) Cocktails and Cock Talk did this story, but so did a lot of other publications. And it is about a young singer who I had no familiarity with, but apparently he's been a sensation for years. His name is Troy Sivan. Sivan? Sivan? Sivan. Troy Sivan, let me tell you about him. He's 22 years old. He's not only a, a, a pop singer, but he's also an actor who was in X-Men Origins. He played the young Wolverine. So he's like a big fucking deal. He's also, yeah. Openly gay. And has mild Marfan syndrome. I found out on Wikipedia. What, what the fuck is that? Marfan syndrome is a, is a weird um, a genetic disorder that can make people sort of give them sort of horsey looking features. Sometimes they're incredibly tall and gangly. He is rather tall. 
uh, but he has a mild form of it. Anyway, all of this is to say that Troy Sivan has just come out with a brand new song called Bloom, mm-hmm. which many people interpret about uh, being about bottoming. Here's, here's I'll bloom for you. T- I never even thought about take that. Take a listen to, to, to the word. T- take a listen to the song. Hit it. Tell me right before it goes down. Promise me you'll hold my hand if I get scared now. I tell you to take a second, baby, slow it down. You should know why. You should know why. Yeah, I bloom. I bloom just for you. I bloom just for you. Very catchy, isn't it? I love it. And the video is so cool. It's got this virtual reality kind of thing where, you know what? His head does look very horse-like. Yeah. He's, a, he's very a, alien-like, He's an I interesting say. looking guy. And you know, he's actually starring, in, he's coming out with a new movie called Boy Erase with Nicole Kidman and Russell Crowe where he, um, it's, it's based on a memoir where he, it's all about gay conversion therapy. So he's really hitting big. Yeah. Well, in a recent interview, he was asked if Bloom was, quote, a gay anthem for bottoms. And he said, it's 100% about flowers. That's all it is. Flowers? But then he, but then he winked. Oh. You know, like a rosebud. Oh, he winked. Also, he says he hopes that it will become a song played at every Pride event. Of course he does. Right. He wants the Monet. Um, well, Cocktails and Cock Talk wonders if he's headed for anal prolapse. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Bottoms Everywhere are heralding the song as their new anthem. Bottoms up. I love the song. I hate the idea of a rosebud. I'm not into the whole, like, blooming asshole thing. You know that that's like a whole genre in porn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, like, the asshole puffs out and looks Listen, like a rosebud. There's a lot of that which just grosses me out. That happened to me once, and it was because... Your, I, your ass became a rosebud? Yeah, that's because I got dicked down real good. <laughs> and it just turned into a rosebud. I was like, what the fuck? Now, I did could, he tell you that, or did you bend over and look in the mirror? How did you know that it looked like that? Um, this is very, I was wiping, and I felt my butthole on the wrong side. It should have been, <laughs> it should moved? be on the inside. I mean... It was like... Puckering the way it shouldn't be puckering. Oh my God. Did you have to get like any kind of medical attention for this, or did it just eventually return to its no, regular it return, state? It's not back. It, Good for you. It's not back in a week. JB has a regenerating asshole. This is yes. This is why he's my associate producer. I'm so happy he, I heard that. His contributions to the show are endless. Um, okay, it's time to get to our guest, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, I'm excited to have him here because he is a multi multi hyphenate. As well as being multi-orgasmic, he's an actor, comedian, writer, director, producer, songwriter, DJ, and drag queen. Many, in fact, recognize him as his alter ego, Livonia Jenkins. Here's a little bit of Livonia's hit song, Like Whore. Yes, honey, there's just one thing that I need. Just one thing you can feed. I need like, like, like my selfie, like my tweet, like my scintillating beat, like my weave, it's human, her, and ain't nothing will come her. needs more 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 please give a warm ass welcome to mr greg scarnici yeah. hey guys thanks for having me greg i just found out that your last name is not scarnicky that all right that's fine well, I how guess is it Scar- scarnici there's no age because i'm italian i i told him this greg yeah james is the one who corrected me i've known greg for 15 years yeah we've known each other for a really long time we all know each other it's but like wait, that, that whole think, gay men in their 40s thing. I want to rewind and talk about that made-up disease that you say Troy Savan has. Uh, Marfan syndrome? <laughs> yes, that it's you totally made up. made up. It's not made up. 
It's a real thing? Yeah. I wish I had it. I'd have a career. And a huge dick. I want those horse features, too. Yeah, I'm wondering if he's horse hung. You know those skinny guys always are. Like, it's always the guy that's like 92 pounds that has like a 12-inch dick. That's true. But he is a bottom, so it would be kind of a a vestigial organ. I fucking hate hate when when people say it's a waste. It's still things you could do with that fucking dick. Not everyone. jack it off and suck it off while you're fucking him. They don't want that. They don't want that. I don't care. I want that fucking dick down my throat while I'm dicking him down. Wow, Greg, you came out swinging. I hope my mother's listening to this episode. (laughs) Um, You know, Greg, there are bottoms who are so servile that they do not even want their dick sucked. And well, when they'll they... get that block feature that you were talking exactly. about earlier. <laughs> right, they should have, that should be a block. But, uh, Greg, I, I, wow, now I'm so flustered because you're talking about dicks down your throat. <laughs> Greg, your career confuses me. <laughs> and myself. Because <laughs> you've done so many things and do so many things. Trace it, trace it for us. Go back to the beginning uh, of your career as a performer of any kind. What well, was the first thing you did? I guess the first thing I did, I did a one-man show down in the East Village when I was like 22 years old called Manathon. When so I that was in like, 1950. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 73. And I played like nine different gay characters. So I've always been doing character, I guess, comedy. Did you have a background in, like, were you a musical theater queen growing up? No, I mean, yeah, I mean, I did plays and musicals in high school, but I was always, like, the character actor. Like, I'd try out for the lead and they'd be like, you're not the fucking lead, you could play, like, the old man. Right. <laughs> and then I learned that I kind of love that. So you did the one-man show. Yeah. And then what? And then, like, a complete moron, I was like, oh, my God, now it's time to make a feature film. So the next <laughs> summer I spent $28,000 making a terrible movie. What was the movie? It was called Glam Trash. <laughs> Do you know Glam Trash, James? I do know Glam Trash, of course. I've did you? Did I force you to watch it back in the I, day? Roger did. Oh, my God. He's <laughs> like, we're going to read Greg the Filth with his terrible We're going to support my friend. What was the movie about? <laughs> it was about, like, five friends in their 20s struggling in New York to, like, put on a fashion show. Oh, I like the concept. It's I would watch great it. Great premise. Yeah, but I made the mistake of casting friends who weren't actors, <laughs> and that just that ruined everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's, and, and there's so many actors and comedians in New York City, you could have put James and me in them. Yeah, but I was like 23 at the time, like an idiot thinking I that I was going to be like the next Scorsese. That's how you learn, though. <laughs> yeah, it was a learning experience. What year was that? 98. Is the movie available anywhere? <laughs> I think some Russian site like has it available. Like this is as if Owned by the Kremlin. No. Yeah. So then what? So then what? Uh, then all this time I've been working at Saturday Night Live. Yeah, which is crazy because that's like a fun day job. Most people don't have a Saturday Night Live as their as their other their other job. Yeah, it's 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 kind of weird. It's great. But You're an associate producer there. Yes, which means you do what exactly? Uh, basically, I am involved with the the writers will come to me in my department and give us all the changes for the sketches or the scripts, and then we have to get them to everybody. So like, the prop guy knows that now there's like a, a dildo in the sketch, and then sound effects guy knows that there's going to be like an Alexa cue. So I do mainly letting everyone know that how the sketch is going to go down live because it's live TV. So if the sound effects guy doesn't know if they're expecting a fart and the actor's on the set, it's like a mess. That's what happens on my show. I was about to say, that <laughs> Every just week. <laughs> Who's the, is it the guy with the prolapsed asshole that's JB. always farting? Uh, JB is uh, my associate producer, actually. Yes. Uh, he doesn't always hit the sound effects, but he tells great asshole stories. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that. Support. So, so you got SNL. And at what point do you start doing these funny uh, video parodies and music videos and such? Like, I jumped on YouTube the year it came out, so I was one of the first people making video, music video parodies. Yeah. So I did that back in the day, and then I had lots of trouble with copyright and infringement and all that stuff. So then I was like, all right, I'm going to start doing my own stuff. So that's when I started writing my own music and doing my own music videos. So it sort of just segued based on, like, how the career was taking me instead of me making conscious decisions to do things. And when did the DJing come into play? I always wanted to DJ. And then like seven or eight years ago, one of my friends like taught me a few lessons. I'm like, all right, I have this. And, and you just I started did it. doing it. Yeah. Amazing. And, and it's, you've done well. I guess so. Yeah. It's a way for me to make money during the summer when I'm on hiatus from SNL. Mm-hmm. And I also love it, so it's great to have that kind of job. You spend the whole summer in Fire Island. I spend the whole summer in Fire Island, DJing, doing some drag when I feel like it, and writing. I'm working on a, a second book right now. And uh, what's this one going to be about? It's called Dungeons and Drag Queens, and it's about my experiences <laughs> on Fire Island. Because you've been involved in both Dungeons and Drag Queens. I have, yeah. I anyone... know one of the Dungeons. <laughs> really? <laughs> I've been the yeah. one next to me? 
Yeah. Yeah, everyone's Behind been you. to that one. Oh, please. Uh, I don't know You eat breakfast this. and then you go there. Um, <laughs> let me hear a this A few story. of my neighbors have Is this that house. house that has like a secret sex room that you That's go down like a circular stairs? Yeah, right? <laughs> I've been to one house on Fire Island years ago, and it, there was nothing sexual happening. Someone just was staying in the house, and they said, let me show you this sex room that was built in the 70s when it was a straight um, community. And you go down, like, literally the carpet lifts up. There's, like, a hole in the carpet, like a square. And you go down this circular staircase, and there's this carpeted sex room with nothing in it except, like, a a, a ledge. Carpeted is so 70s. Yeah. Can you imagine what's still in there? Was well, and who the, wants to have sex on a carpet? Yeah, it sounds like the Belvedere mind. Guest House. No, this is not. This was a private you know house. There's carpet everywhere. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that moldy carpet really Disgusting gets me hard. Disgusting carpet. <laughs> wasn't, that just a, um, wasn't that just a prize on Drag, on, uh, drag Race? Oh, it was the Grove Hotel. Oh, it's great. It isn't even right. open yet. Eureka's like, yay! <laughs> yeah, it's opening in five years. I know. <laughs> I know. We we're like, who wants that? What drag queen wants to stay at the Grove Hotel? They make you like get into drag and serve drinks. Exactly. You got to work the pool party. So, speaking of drag, where did your drag character Lavonia Jenkins come from, and where did the name come from? All right, it's another thing that was like completely beyond my control. I was just like drunk, having brunch on my like deck out in Fire Island. Put on a terrible wig and a dress, and my friend was like. Let's go shoot a video. And I'm like, okay. So we went on the roof, and then the name came out, and then the character sort of like was born. He just named the character doing the video. It was like a live thing we did that was like a minute and 15 seconds. And then Perez Hilton like tweeted it the next day, and it got like 50,000 views. That never happens and then to everyone me. everyone loves Perez Livonia. Hilton never fucking tweets my shit. Well, this is no one tweets my shit anymore either. Oh, so sure don't worry do. about it. Not anymore. And Livonia, we should let people know, is a bearded queen. She's a bearded queen, yeah. <laughs> so I've been doing bearded queen for like since before all those Brooklyn bitches showed up. Yeah, you you started it. You were the trendsetter. Well, I was actually inspired. There was this group in the 70s called Bunny's House of Drag in Fire Island. And it was just these guys that would go there and put on women's clothes and keep a beard and a mustache. And when I first saw it, I was really bothered by it. But then I realized that it was more confrontational and subversive than regular drag. Why were you bothered by it? Because I was like, no, drag should be a beautiful woman. Got it. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. No, they're like really playing with gender. This is so much more interesting mm. and exciting and fun. Yeah, I think there are, are a lot of drag purists out there who, especially older people who think like, oh, you have to be fishy and you have to pass and you have to look real. And nowadays you can do anything you fuck. You can look look like a lizard and come out <laughs> looking like a creature, you know, and, and, and sometimes they look fabulous. There's a market for that, Adam. I think you should do it. Yeah, I should. I lizard drag. I could corner the market. <laughs> my natural reptilian features. But so tell me some of the things that Lavonia has done. She's done a lot of original music videos, and like the one we just heard. And yeah, that was like whore and so cunt was like her biggest hit. If you want to say biggest shit, I like to say. And then I just wrote her first cabaret show that I debuted in March at the Laurie Beachman Theater. Yes, this is called Gender Fluids. Gender Fluids. Mm -hmm. Tell yeah. us about yeah. the show. It's basically like a one-hour cabaret show where I sing my songs but i also like do parodies and like the whole entire story if you want to say there's a fucking story i just talk about gender identity and hookup apps so basically a lot of the stuff you guys were talking about earlier s comes in and out of the songs we talk about the whole thing so it's very relatable to the uh yeah the young queens and the old queens like everybody's on the apps if you're like 18 or if I'm you're not, 60 i don't know what you're talking about mm -hmm. we're all whatever i haven't been on those apps in, in, in a couple eight of hours no <laughs> Listen, it's been three weeks. I would be on them if I was successful on them. I'm, I'm a, a I nightmare. I find that hard to believe. You're so good looking. Thank you, but I'm telling you, nobody on Grinder or Scruff wanted to have anything to do with me. How long ago was this? Same boat. A couple years ago. Same boat. Well, Hello. JB, you yeah. get attacked. Like they I, weren't. I mean, yeah. They well, that's just they don't attack me. Let's call it for what it is. It's fucking racism. Yes. Well, JB gets a lot of that for sure. Yeah. Like so many of my black friends talk about how horrible the apps are yeah. and how people are just like blatantly rude or just block them. And that's disgusting. Yeah. I have to deal with dickism where people <laughs> don't want to hook up with me because my dick's not big enough for them. Really? Um, yeah, sure. That's happened. But you have a nice ass. Why would they? You're supposed to say, but you have a nice dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, has he seen it? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. I mean, who hasn't really? <laughs> I mean, Elvis hasn't. Which, I mean, uh, those are called size queens, and I, I'm I'm a size queen too. So yeah, I am I one too, so I get it. I don't it. buy that. Jeez. I kind of feel like, like you guys were saying, don't, guys want to hook up with me until I open my mouth. So it has nothing to do with <laughs> my ass or that. my dick. Do you know what it is? Honestly, I don't have the patience. If you're going to be on the apps, you need to really devote like several hours to it 
if you want to like find someone and hook I'm up so with them. I'm so desperate. I want the thing. I'm so like desperate seconds. when I'm okay, on great. them. I'm, I'm like, like, I want a ginger. I want a ginger, and I just go after them like a killer whale, and they run. Because you come on too strong. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm like off my bipolar meds when I'm on there. You're the guy that's like, oh god, he's crazy. I cut right to the avoid. chase, and they are like. They block. Me too. I'm, I'm like, what do you want to do? Whose house are we going right, to? Right, exactly. My apartment or yours? I mean, after Top like four or five texts, I think that's fine. I don't need to have like a 10-minute conversation with you. And some people are just like very, very flaky. It's like, I can't right now. I have this time over. But maybe when he leaves. And then a lot of times people are on meth, which is, I have no interest in having anything to do with that. Well, it's gross and it's ever present and it's getting worse. They also yeah. just start sending like a headless torso as if sending their face is going to land them in some kind of salacious political <laughs> sex scandal when they work at Best Buy. How about when possibly they possibly be banned from the electronics department? Well, how about when they send you their face and not their penis? They're like, I oh, I can't, all the time. I can't send you my dick no. because you might show it to people. Guess what? No one's going to recognize your penis. No one's going to be like, oh, wait, that's Greg. They'd recognize right. mine. Or <laughs> pictures of like them and their like their prom date. I'm like, take that bitch out of that picture. That's them the their, worst. I don't want to see her. Yeah, there should be no women in your profile pictures, especially in 2018. I can understand back in the day when we were all in the AOL chat rooms. And you, and just, you didn't have a phone. You had pictures. one digital photo and it was like you and your sister. Nowadays, you can literally take the phone that you're using right now mm-hmm. and snap a picture of yourself. Yeah. It's Mother's Day, so if you sign on to Scruff, <laughs> you can see how many pictures of like some little twink and his mother are on there. <laughs> Come fuck me. Spending the day with my mother, and then I want to get gangbanged. <laughs> no, wait. You said earlier, you said you had all this like people not being into you because you were positive. I uh, think not that's... so much on apps, but okay. in in real life, like like I tend to meet, here's how I meet people nowadays for sex. I meet them when I'm walking my dog. That's great. That's, that's the most normal. common way for me to, because every all the queens in my neighborhood are out walking their dogs and we stop and we talk and we pet each other's dogs. And, <laughs> oh, is that what we call it now? And we trade <laughs> phone numbers, exactly. <laughs> and very often, not very often, it happened more, I'd say like five or ten years ago than it does yeah. now. But often... We'll start chatting, and then they'll be like, "You clean," and I'm like, I "Well, yes, I have showered, and I'm Good. also paused." Yeah, and they're gross. like, "Yeah, I'm not into it." I had I met a medical student who wouldn't hook up with me because I was paused. A gay medical student. I kind of feel like idiot. everyone's on prep nowadays, and they're like, "Give me that pause low." They don't fucking yeah, care. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you just got a bad one. I just think nobody wants to have sex with me. I doubt that highly. <laughs> I keep telling him that. I think you have to stop saying that. You're putting it out there. Well, I, I agree. clearly don't. I'm not as successful at hooking up as many people I know who I think are Whores. the same level of attractiveness as right. me. <laughs> Whores. Anyway, Greg, back to you. So these music videos that you do, they have very good production values. Like you're obviously investing some, some coin not into these. really. I, I went to film school. Ah. And I bought a bunch of digital video equipment 10 years ago, and I've used all that, that knowledge and the, that equipment ever since. So you don't use your iPhone? No, no, no. I use, like, uh, DSLR to make it you know, look kind of filmic. And they, uh, the budget's between 500 and 750 for each music video. Wow. And are you monetizing them? Do you get enough YouTube hits that you actually can make some of that back? Well, YouTube took that all away from everybody this year. Yes, they did. So, no, I don't make any money. So, I'm actually... One of the reasons I concentrate on doing live shows now is because there's there's no money to be made on YouTube anymore for a lot of people. Mm. So, I'm like, fuck that. What am I going to invest my energy when they're going to throw some algorithm on there that's going to give me 200 views instead of, like, 20,000 like I used to get? Yeah, even my little videos were monetized. You know, and mine, sure. mine have, like, 4,000 views like it's not That's a lot great. I, but it was you know theoretically I could make some pennies and then suddenly they were like sorry you're not popular enough yeah everyone got that but first they like squelched your views yeah for about a year or two so you could had no views and then they're like oh no this happened organically you well did- now Facebook's done that yeah I, I've been trying to raise money for AIDS walk for the past three months and I this is something I do every year and in the past I've raised up to $20,000 fairly easily just by posting on Facebook a lot suddenly Facebook says no one's gonna see your posts yeah every time you ask people to donate to AIDS walk we're gonna show it to three of your friends and it's like fuck you I'm not even promoting myself I'm not promoting a a good cause good cause what has happened Greg it's they're all owned by corporations is what happened. Yeah. So Google bought YouTube and they're learning a way that they that they want to make money and they're learning a way to censor the kind of content they don't want on there and Facebook is just money hungry. Don't you also think that these these Instagram and YouTube and Facebook celebrities, people who become famous and actually make bank 
don't you think they have thousands of bots that just click like, 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 like over and over again? I don't believe that anyone organically so. becomes famous anymore. No. Troy did. How do we know that Troy didn't have some manager or some agency that was... In Russia? Th- yeah, or, or, or here in the U.S. Yeah. I mean, there has to be a way to inflate your likes that the three of us aren't getting. Well, for I the thirst traps so. I follow on Instagram, I yeah. found them through Tumblr because they had like penis pictures out. And that's why I started following them on Instagram because they're beautiful bodies and penis pictures. It does seem like on Insta, the way to get famous is to, is to be, be naked. Yeah, it's naked. It's to be hot and naked. It's unbelievable. You have to be shameless. I there's mean, yeah. this one guy with an ass like a Kardashian that I've never seen before. Get closer to the mic. There is a guy don't miss a word of who's this. like, he's got an ass <laughs> like a Kardashian. First of all, just really backtrack on, I just received a text yes. from a guy named Aiden Nine Inch. He's oh. in my phone. Does See, he, I, <laughs> I want to meet Aiden Nine Inch. I also want to meet Aiden Nine Inch. What does the text say? I like the name Aiden. You know too. what it's gonna say. That's sexy. You know what it's gonna say. It what says, "I have that horse." Yo, <laughs> yo. <laughs> that's it. Or hey, can you just forward him to me? <laughs> <laughs> they they can only communicate in one word. I'm desperate. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hide you. No, that's no, fine. but but yeah, I just think the whole the whole like social media celebrity thing, uh, I have not cracked, and I don't think I'm going to. But you, some of your videos, Greg, have you know thousands and thousands of views. Yeah. What's your your most popular is that cunt song? Of my original stuff, probably, yeah. <laughs> well, what what other stuff do you have up there? Like uh, covers? Well, back in the day, I would do those music video parodies, yeah. and there was what always get like millions and millions and of you views. Ended up and on, you had to um, take CNN them all down? Or something? What's that? Didn't you end up on CNN? Or you did, like, Fox a, News, Fox believe News. it or not, but this is like 2007. <laughs> on Red Eye? What's that? Was it, were you on Red Eye or some other show? Some Friday afternoon bullshit show. Fox I don't News Live. Yeah, I think so. That's what it was. And they had you on wh- what? I don't know. Because like the video went viral, and they wanted to like talk about Britney Spears' drug addiction. That's right. You did the Britney one. Yeah, which was very funny. Did you have to be serious, or were you just being like? No, I was just being myself. (laughs) Like they wanted a fluff piece for the end of the segment, I guess. And then you actually fluffed one of the men in the studio. (laughs) It was all these women like with blonde hair. Uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, I worked for them for six years. Around what era? Uh, 96 to 2002. Well, I guess that was before everyone realized that they were the devil. Mm-hmm. I knew they were the devil, but it wasn't nearly what it is now, at least during the day. The nighttime shows were always abominable, but the Fox News Live from 9 a.m. to like 4 p.m. were kind of middle of the road for a while um, when I was there, although they would say to us, we're not doing this story. <laughs> and it would be a story that every other network was doing, like some, you know, George W. Bush had done something stupid, and they'd be like, we're not doing that story. It's not fair and balanced. And that's when you figured it out. Greg, uh, it is time to uh, play everyone's favorite game, Ask Me No Questions. Ask Me No Questions. Ask Me No Questions. Yeah. My first one was a joke about your name that I can't even use anymore. (laughs) Now that I've learned the correct pronunciation, I was going to ask you, is it true that a hickey from Skarnicki is like a Hallmark card? (laughs) Yes. All right. Who should win this season of RuPaul's Drag Race who's, and why? Who's going to win is Aquaria because she, RuPaul loves her. Like she said from like day one, like, oh my God, this is the future of drag. So as soon as she said that, I'm like, this is the bitch that she thinks is going to represent. Because she always wants somebody new to represent yeah. what's going on in the drag world. And Aquaria's got those fucking looks. She can turn a look. And who else is there? Eureka, who everyone either dis- despises or loves. And the rest, I don't know. They're sort of like second, third, fourth, fifth, yeah. sixth. What, what about you guys? What do you think, James? You know, I think Eureka is is right up there and could win. I do think Aquaria, right? But <laughs> that bitch can't speak. I know. Every time there's, she's every like, time there's like a challenge um, and she has to be articulate, there's nothing. She's not articulate. <laughs> I mean, I think the I thing with a, Aquaria, her looks are incomparable. Amazing. There's never been a queen who... I mean, I think Aquaria could actually be an incredible model, like a, a high fashion runway model if she wanted to be, be or a, and yeah, or a designer. You know, like she just knows how to put together something that is completely new and weird, but amazingly glamorous at the same time. And paint a face. And the other thing she does that they've never done on the show is she hardly ever wears breasts. Like she's right. always rocking like yeah, we this were talking about androgynous that. thing, which normally RuPaul would, and then Michelle Visage would fucking read them for. Mm-hmm. But now that Aquarius is doing it, it's new and it's amazing. Well, well, let's, go ahead. I was going to say, I think that that's kind of going to come back in vogue in our culture in general. Yeah, without androgyny. a doubt. Uh-huh. But let's also be honest. If she were not 
thin and young and beautiful, she would be getting red for that. Like when Vixen Agreed. when Vixen comes out with disconnected tits and a hefty bag, looking like a man, they're like, "You look like a man." Yep. But when Aquaria does it, it's like, "Oh, Aquaria is so beautiful." That that's about well, it's race again, but it's also about Aquaria just being a gorgeous person. Well, her looks are el- the elevated looks. They're amazing. And the Vixen looks like it cost $3.50. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Vixen did do it a couple of times. But the question is, is, isn't Drag Race about more than the look? Isn't it about personality, talent, comedy, uh, wit, package, yeah. all that stuff? Yeah. And does Aquaria have any of that? I think she's missing that one element, <clears throat> and that's the acting part. Although and she won Snatch Game. Yeah, that's true. I don't think she should have won Snatch Game, though. She's endearing, but she doesn't have that. That's not in her wheelhouse. So who, if if you guys had your way, who would win this season? Cameron Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to suck his dick. Ew, I don't in the least, actually. No? I don't find yeah, him attractive. Oh, neither. I find him so hot. Really? As a man. Yeah. Like, he's got zero charisma. Like, if I'm going to be attracted to you, you have to have a personality. And there's, yeah. like, nothing going on but the rent. I think he seems very sweet. And very authentic. I just like. I. I mean, I agree. He's not like a firecracker, and he's. He's not, not into Paz guys, though. He told me. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> Figures. Story of my life. No. Who. Who do you think should win? I think Aquaria. Mm, you. Really? So you think she will win and should win? Um. Win. No. Who. You know what? I really, really hate to say this because I hate her because she's so annoying. But Eureka is really fucking funny, Eureka, uh-huh. and she has such charisma. When yeah. she performs, you can't take your eye off of her. And she's put together some killer looks. I mean, let's just let's just. Call she doesn't it out. even get credit for that. So I you, do you agree, James, that she should win? I do. At this point in time, I think she is the front runner. I'm kind of like hoping that Miss Cracker just keeps elevating her performance and yeah. ends up winning it. There's something so endearing about her. She's a real underdog. Yep. She's incredibly quick-minded her videos her i don't know if you guys have been watching her video recaps review with a jew they're so fucking she's funny. very funny she's great she's i just feel like funny. and she has great looks too but there is she's amazing, amazing but she was great like the first three or four episodes mm-hmm. or three episodes and i think ever since she's just sort of like floundering a little bit i think maybe the pressure of the competition is yeah. getting to she's her she's not out right she's not growing each week she has Eureka, tremendous self-doubt. And especially, um, I mean, Eureka and Aquaria are growing each week. And then with Monet, I just love Monet's I personality. Love Monet um, I don't think she's done anything truly spectacular on the show at this point. Like, her, her um, Maya Angelou was fine. I do a much better one. <laughs> she fell asleep. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I keep waiting to Because I know in New York she's a fierce queen and people love her shows and she's a great performer. I yeah. haven't really seen that yet on the show. It's a whole different jo- It's a whole different medium. All right, Greg, going back to Ask Me No Questions, have you ever eaten pussy? Yes, in my f- uh, my first book, I hope my mother doesn't read this. There's an entire chapter dedicated to all the girls I ate out in high school. To all the girls <laughs> I ate before. <laughs> I actually traveled in and out my door. How was it? I actually like eating pussy. Yeah, really? Yeah, I don't mind it at all. You're it was so hot. Butch. Uh, I love eating ass too, so I guess they're kind of similar. Yeah, mm. I did it. I did it to a number of girls and women when I was young. Um, As you were like crying into their bushes. I was <laughs> <laughs> their pussies were catching my tears. It was like a wishing well. Is that well. an Amy Winehouse song? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did it because I was having sex with them and they were doing it to me or I wanted them to. They were eating your pussy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and my clit. You know, I, I didn't hate it. It wasn't terrible. Yeah. It's certainly everything that gay men say about pussy, like, eh, it smells like, fit. like, I didn't, I didn't find it distasteful, but it also yeah. didn't and do it. asshole smells like shit sometimes, yeah. so well, save it. Well, I stay away from those assholes. But it happens sometimes. And I'm not a big rimmer either. I love to rim. It gets me so hard. Really? Oh, my God. Um, Why are you talking above the mic instead of into the mic? Just I love rimming. Bring that thing into your face. <laughs> hey. Um, do you, uh, so did you ever eat puss? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had sex. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's his ex-boyfriend. I met Greg from my, th- through my ex-boyfriend. And, and is it yeah. true that you ate Roger's pussy? I did. Yes. <laughs> so I'm not talking about this. Uh, yes, I had How sex with girls Roger's up dick. until... I had sex with girls up until I was 22 years old. Yeah, me too. And I did stop going down on them at some point, but I still liked <laughs> fucking them. I will fuck you, but I will not eat you. Yeah, I can't. You stopped going down on them when you had the dick in your mouth. And well, like, sorry, is, I'm busy right now. one of my best jokes on stage. I said that was, that was, that's how I bottomed out on Crystal. 
She asked me to go down and I was like, this is too much. I'm done. <laughs> Fabulous. Um, Greg, who is your celebrity crush? Mm. Mm, celebrity crush. Do I have one? You got to have one. <laughs> well, you guys tell me because I can't think of anyone right now. Come oh, on. wait, I guess Hugh Jackman's hot. Really? I'm not good at this. I don't get why people find him sexy. I find him so unsexy. Yeah. Although his body in the Wolverine movies was amazing, obviously. Sick. I just, his face, his accent, personality, the oh, whole wait, thing. Oh, wait, like Instagram dudes count? Sure. There's some guy, Abramov Lex or some shit that I follow on Instagram that's just like Are you beautiful. speaking Klingon? What's <laughs> his name? I think he's Russian. Abramov Vex. Do you know who that is, James? No, I just want to do an accent. Who's your celeb crush? Oh, God, I knew you were going to ask me this. Who's my celeb crush? I'm blanking. I'm blanking. Come back to me. I always go back to, well, originally it was, oh, hello, I'm looking at him. Abramov. Yeah, he's fucking hot. He could definitely get it in. Yeah. Abramov underscore Lex. And why am I promoting him? He probably has <laughs> you like know what? I'm fifty thousand followers. So he has. Are you ready for this? You yes. guys. He has two hundred and ninety nine thousand followers because he he's naked. Beautiful. So fuck him. And shirtless. Yeah, oh, and fuck here, that guy. And here, is he, he a ginger in drag? No, he's a blonde. Oh, which I love. Wow, you're really about these gingers, aren't you? Yes, I'm. It's, Apparently, I, listen. Ge- they're going to genetically die out. And so I want as many as I possibly can. Because <laughs> you're going to be here for a fi- uh, 500 years. <laughs> Maybe. He does look like a very beefy, blonde Matthew, Matthew Kemp. If I keep yeah. getting Botox and fillers. Well, I always go back to Channing Tatum. Um, but Ooh, but yeah. my, my oh, yeah, original yeah. celebrity you. crush was Mark Wahlberg. When I was in college and Mark Wahlberg Mark. was a rapper. Yep. He was Marky Mark and yeah. a We're Calvin Klein age, underwear. Bitch. Don't fucking play me. I know. Me. I was... I was making a joke before. But Marky Mark, I had every Calvin Klein ad that he did cut out and framed hanging in my bathroom. Same. Well, not in the bathroom. That's I how faggoty like I underneath was. Underneath my bed so I could jerk off to it. Okay. Yeah, well, why do you think it was in the bathroom? Mm-hmm. But, um, but Marky, over the years, has gotten very Catholic and sort of mm. conservative. Mm. And, you know, he's denounced Boogie Nights. He's like, that's the one movie he regrets. And I don't find that he's sexy at all. He's just an asshole now. Yeah, I'm like, fuck you. So Channing Tatum seems like he would be a good time. I love how fucking tall and muscular he is. And his ass, and I'm not an ass guy, that ass in Magic Mike. And them hips. Oh, my God, them hips. Everything. His he pads. He dance. He pads what? He pads his ass and his hips. Really? That's, That's a lie. lie. I don't care, but his don't dance moves, you can't pad those. Make my dick soft, Greg. <laughs> no, he, he's, and I, his, I have to imagine he's got a perfect penis. Perfect. Imagine it. I'm imagining it's it right now. I'm touching myself. Wait, speaking of pads, you get these ads on Instagram for like underwear that I have love that. I, I've pads saved in the <laughs> ass. Like, who the fuck are you going to wear that and then go home with some guy and have a flat ass? <laughs> I need one in the front. My ass is fine. <laughs> I'm waiting it's for the sock. Do you know what I'm waiting for? I'm waiting for a padded bathing suit. Because they have them. I just got one. Really? Accidentally, yeah. It's some company down in, of course, Fort Lauderdale or like Miami. Yeah. Right. And is it cute kind of like Is that where you bought deal? a house because you've re- re- reached that age? I'm not that old yet. Calm down, bitch. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, but they have a pad that you could take out. So I'll get you the company and you could uh, look it up. Because truth be told, some people in this room have seen my penis and they'll back me up on this. It's not that it's so small, but when it's soft, it disappears and when I wear a tight bathing suit, it literally looks like I have a clitoris. Let me tell you something, because there was a. I looked at you because I used to be on the beach with you with this one on. I'm like, you must remember it <laughs> from 10 years ago. There's a Park and Ronin bathing suit, and I wish I could find it. I wish I would still make it, but it had a built in cock ring. And oh, so I've had one of those. Be- and you could snap it, and so it was like a push up. It pushed everything balls, up. And yes. it was so perfect. I had Especially one. Especially when a while. you came out of the water. Exactly. Yeah. That's when it's really small. Or you were in the meat rack, which now they're a baby stroller. So. <laughs> <laughs> true. Well, what I, true. I always buy, I never buy Speedos. I also happen to not like men in Speedos. I, I think there's something a little too feminine about it. From, Excuse me? From my eye. Excuse me? Sorry, Greg. Do you wear Speedos? Someone's yeah. Constantly. Yeah, I love Speedos. Are you femophobic? I like, I'm not. It just doesn't turn me on. We all have our own thing. Yeah. I think I like Speedos big are great. They I always everything. I always buy trunks, but lately I've been looking for very short trunks yeah. that aren't quite so droopy because I do like to show off the tush. Yeah. And then my thighs are good too. I just don't want to look like a woman in the front. I'm a huge Park and Ronin fan. I think they have a great bathing suit for everybody. Greg, do you have a they name for your me. dick? Mm, no, I don't. 
Should we come up with one? Sure. You have any suggestions? <laughs> uh, how about drag name? Ubiquitous. <laughs> uh, Hammerhead. <laughs> Getting closer. <laughs> Do you have one, Adam? No, of course not. Uh, have you ever had sex dressed as Livonia? Hell no. Mm. I hate that. I find it very weird. Like when I'm in, you've done drag before, James, haven't you? Mm. Even for fun? Only once. Only once? Yeah. Yeah, when I'm in drag, I don't feel sexual in the least. It's like for fun. Me too. And then these weird guys from Long Island want to like suck you off when you're in drag yeah. in Cherry Grove. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it, I, I've only done drag a couple times and it's only been because I had to. Like it was the situation I was in. <laughs> What does that even mean? Someone held a gun to my head. No, like in the Gay Men's Chorus, we have this drag makeover oh, right. every year, and it gets vo- you get voted on, and they voted for me to do it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, they had me in the chair for an hour, and they really painted me. They spray glued me. So, I mean, it was terrible. Anyway, I yeah, look it's like uncomfortable. A, I hate it. I don't really don't like being in drag. Uh, I respect drag as an art. I think drag queens are amazing. I never wanted to be one. I'm with you. But when I was in drag, even though I looked like an old Jewish woman from Boca Raton, yeah, I looked terrible. A, a lot of the guys in the chorus who'd never paid attention to me were being very friendly and touchy with me. Mm. And there's this weird thing. It's so strange. Where they're attracted to you in a, in a way. And I'm like, I don't want you to be attracted to me looking like this. I'm with you. But, I, well, but when Honey Davenport was in here, we, I asked her this question and she was like, oh, yeah. Like, she loves it. She's Gusty like, wins gets all her trade that way. <laughs> is that true? She paints on fake tits and then pretends that she's uh, trans on Craigslist, or at least she used oh, to. Oh, really? Are you spilling yeah. the tea on Gusty? She'll wins? tell you this in person all the time. Oh. Wow. And they just fuck her. She says when they come over, they don't fucking give a shit because they want to fuck somebody or get their dick sucked, so they see that man, and they're like, okay, let's get it on. But you'd have to put on a wig and tits and lipstick. She and does the whole nine. Wow. Yeah. But I pretends I'd rather that she's just like not trans. Dick. It's like you're obviously a man in drag. <laughs> Uh, you've worked for Saturday Night Live for how many years, Greg? 22 years. Wow. So you may not be allowed to answer this question, but I hope you, you can. Who is the cuntiest celebrity <laughs> that you've ever, ever had to deal with? Um, I wouldn't say cuntiest. Strangest, I'd say Val Kilmer. Really? Very, very, very strange. In what ways? He was just like shirtless and like, you know, slithering on the floor during meetings and sitting by people's legs and just that weird, uncomfortable energy when they focus on you and they look you in the eyes too long. He never left Jim Morrison (laughs) once he played that role. (laughs) He was never the same. I'm not even kidding you. Yeah, he was odd. But no one's ever just been terrible. I heard Paris Hilton was was awful. She was fine. I mean, I wouldn't say anybody has been really, really horrendous. Chevy Chase. Is a complete dick. Yeah, there are everyone hates about him. Everybody knows that. Yeah, yeah he hates women. He's complete really chauvinist. In that book about SNL, but he's that, not a celebrity that, in my mind, so that's why he didn't come. Not to anymore. <laughs> in that oral history of SNL, they wrote that when he came back to guest star in the '80s, when um, that gay guy was a cast member, what was his Terry, Terry, Terry Sweeney? Sweeney they were pitching ideas in the writer's room and he looked at Terry and he said, "I have an idea for you. It's a character who has AIDS, and every week he comes back and weighs less." And that was like. His He's just a dick, completely. Yeah. Um, mine was Kate Jackson, by the way, at Fox News Channel. What, the name of your penis? Yes, <laughs> that is the name of my penis. I've just come up with it's it. So specific. She Kate is Jackson a no-nonsense undercover detective. Uh, no, I, when I was at Fox News, uh, I was on Fox and Friends for a long time. And back then, it was a very silly, fluffy show. They never did politics. Oh, that's and the one I was on. You were on Fox and Friends? Yeah. And we had these B-list or C-list celebrities. Or Z-list. Or Z-list. Like, yeah, Greg Skarnicki. No, you're <laughs> A-list in my book, honey. But Kate Jackson came on to promote a women's hair color. That's how bo- low she had sunk on the totem pole. She was promoting, like, Miss Clairol. And I had to do a pre-interview with her, and she was such a cunt. I've never talked to a nastier human being. Really? Yeah, awful. And I'm like, who is you? I'm like, about what, to produce all, your segment, like, be nice to me, and I'll... Yeah, no, she was horrible. Well, she was trying to compete with Jacqueline Smith at Sears or Bradley's or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> she was very upset. I will say my favorite celebrity was, uh, besides Joan Rivers, was Michelle Lee mm. from Knott's Landing. She was fabulous. She was delightful. Greg, where can people see you and Livonia? How can people uh, catch your next performances? Well, I just, I'm going on a little like a little mini tour this summer. So I'm going to perform Gender Fluids in Fire Island on July 1st at the Ice Palace. Okay. And then I'm going to San Francisco uh, at the Oasis Theater on July 12th. 
And then the Cavern Club Celebrity Theater in L.A. on the 17th. Look at you, Bicoastal. And then I'm going to bring the show back to the Laurie Beachman Theater in September for two nights in September. And all of these appearances are on gregscarnici.com? You got it. That's S-C-A-R-N-I-C-I. How do people follow you on Twitter? Same thing. Greg Scarnici everywhere. There you go. James Michelangelo, how can people follow you? James Michelangelo everywhere. Three words. Three, Three names. names not is that the one. name of your penis as well? No, my penis is Lance, Sir Lancelot. I like that. Greg and James, thank you so much for being here. Thank Tune you, Adam. Next week for our Best of Ass Memorial Day special where we recap the best of the last six months. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Sank and have a great week, bitches.